Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. I am your host, Katie Zaccardi, and on this podcast, we focus all on mental health and wellness in the music industry. Now, on this episode, I'm chatting with Megan Kuhar, and we're diving a little bit into some strategy while still focusing a lot on mindset, which I believe is a huge part of wellness. So Megan is a marketing technology coach with many titles, entrepreneur, videographer, podcast producer, audio engineer, educator, and musician. She is the first ever assistant professor of music technology at Baldwin Wallace University Conservatory of Music, where she teaches music majors and educators about branding, marketing, and technology for artists. Through her Fan Finder podcast, as well as her coaching sessions, she teaches professional musicians how to turn their social media audience into loyal fans so that they can get booked and make more money online. So as you can see, Megan focuses on this more strategic strategy, marketing technology based field. And you might be like, how does this make sense on the podcast? That's not what you talk about, which is true. But on today's episode, we're talking all about how social media can impact our mindset and how we can get over some of these mindset blocks that we face around social media when trying to further our career. Like I said, I really believe that mindset is one of the biggest things that holds us back and one of the biggest parts of our wellness. You can be drinking green smoothies all day and getting a lot of sleep and eating healthy and going to the gym 20 million hours per week, but if you are dealing with a lot of mindset blocks and beating yourself up or second guessing things or feeling unsure or feeling just uncomfortable, then this is going to, first of all, stop you from really living out your truth and doing what you want to do, but also stop you from actually moving forward in your career and keep you from feeling well because it's going to cause more stress. So on today's episode, Megan and I talk all about Instagram. Yes, we talk strategy, but we also talk mindset, how to get around it so that you can really show up on your social media platforms, Instagram or not, the best and the most authentic way possible. So I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. If you do, be sure to share it on Instagram or with anyone you think it might help. And if you share it on socials, you know what? Definitely share it on Instagram because we're talking all about Instagram today. So share it on Instagram and tag me at Katie Zaccardi, tag the podcast at out to be podcast and tag Megan at Megan Kuhar. We would love to hear your thoughts. And again, if you find it helpful, share it with someone who you think it might also help. So let's dive in. Hey, Megan, and welcome to the out to be podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped because today we're going to get a little bit into social media and a more business stuff, which we don't do too much on this podcast, but I think our discussion today is going to be really necessary and really interesting for those who are indie musicians, which is pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast, because all indie musicians want to grow their social media and branding, and you are a freaking expert at that. So before we dive into social media, how we can better our habits and our mindset around it and really thrive there, I'm wondering, how did you get started in the music industry? Yeah. Um, so like many musicians, I started very young playing music, um, was always involved and I ended up majoring in music in college. Um, I actually majored in arts management and um, I just kind of worked mostly. I was in school talking about nonprofit, but as I kind of left college, I started realizing that um, my interests, my expertise were veering more towards technology side of things. And so um, I pursued an audio engineering degree and, and I worked as a teacher teaching recording classes and 
kept kind of going through that and I wanted to get a master's. So I got it in music technology. And while I was there, I actually um, studied in also in the communications department and I took um, some social media classes and I just really kind of bonded with one of the professors there and really got passionate about um, helping musicians with their marketing um, and with their branding because um, when I was in music school, we didn't cover any of that. And it was kind of, there wasn't, it was tough because it depended on your teacher. It depended on um, kind of like by chance, like if your if your primary instrument teacher was like really good about talking about career stuff, you know, and if they weren't, then you were kind of sunk and you didn't really know what to do next. So I really got involved um, working with musicians um, and teaching them more about branding and marketing. Um, I'm a percussionist. I play keyboards. I sing backup vocals and auxiliary percussion in a band here in Cleveland. And um, it's actually with my husband. He's a drummer. So um, yeah, I just have been in music all my life and just, you know, kind of niching down and talking more about technology and, and marketing. But I still feel like a musician at heart. That's awesome. So what made you transition into being a coach and wanting to really teach musicians this? So you obviously kind of realized it was your passion. You, you learned it yourself and you mastered it yourself. And then what made you realize that pe other people needed help with this too? Well, I teach, um, I'm a professor at a, a conservatory of music and I teach every single music major that comes in. So we have education, we have therapy, we have obviously performance, composition, history and literature, theory, everything, music theater. Um, and every single music major that comes through my class learns about branding and marketing and technology like video and web design. And I just repeatedly saw a couple of things. Um, one of them was that people were like, this is amazing. I need this. This is something that um, I always knew I needed and had no idea where to start. And the other thing is that they knew almost nothing about it and it was so helpful for them and it was so um, just transformative for them to see things differently and kind of to think of themselves more as entrepreneurs than just, you know, performing, practicing musicians. Um, and so I just really am passionate about it. So I, I wanted to take it to the streets, I guess, like take it out of the college classroom and more to, uh, you know, to working musicians. And I, I just like, I follow a lot of musicians. I have a ton of musician friends, um, classically trained and also rock musicians and indie musicians. So um, I just see this common thing over and over again of them not knowing how to approach marketing. And so it's just a really big passion of mine and I, I really love doing it. So I'd love for that to be what I do full time, basically. I want to kind of go back to the basics. Everyone knows social media is important, but I want to ask your expert opinion. Why today, now, in this time that we're in, why is social media and branding so important for musicians, particularly indie musicians? Yeah, there's a, a, there's a bunch of different reasons why everybody needs to think about marketing. Um, but I think like the primary ones are that there's so much media out there right now. And in order to at least compete in the world of other musicians and other people that are, um, it's almost like the, the path has already been laid and we kind of have to follow a little, a little bit of that path because if we're not participating in conversation, then other people are doing it without us. And so it's just really important to be a part of that. 
Um, but I would say that it's not about like beating a system or beating a game or beating an algorithm or about like being on top. It's really about making sure that you are building a connection with people that are um, your type of people, your tribe, like your followers should be really connected to you and building a relationship with them. So yeah, that's the basic, the basic reason. Like we need to build connection. People are, they value connection now and they want to, they want to consume media from, from individuals that they feel like they know. And that's kind of what the goal is to kind of get a little group of people that really feel like you're friends with them. Like they could go have a drink with you. They really feel like they understand you. And, um, it just makes it that more special for them to consume your content. Yes. I love that. I think that's so important, especially just the way the music industry is now. It's really important for us to have those diehard fans and how you get that. Like we don't really have fan clubs or I don't know, MySpace whatever's like (laughs) back in the day, but now you can use Instagram to create your own kind of fan club and get, allow people to get to know you. And that means that they'll buy your stuff more. They'll care about you more. They'll support you more. They'll recommend you to other people as long as you're making them feel like they're in this little community. So I feel like Instagram, while it can be scary and while sometimes we get a little frustrated, maybe you mentioned the algorithm. So we'll talk about that in a second, but it can be used for so much good. So I want to, I'm glad we started with that because right now we're going to talk about how we can kind of master Instagram and more importantly, master the mindset around social media in general, because it's something that I think can be kind of damaging for people, but social media has really valuable aspects. So that is important to remember. Now you mentioned the algorithm and I want to talk about some of the, the downsides or the kind of frustrations that people might run into with social media. And one of them I think is the algorithm. And a lot of us find ourselves being like, Ugh, I'm just trying to be a pop star and the freaking algorithm on Instagram is stopping me. It's stopping me. <laughs> like <laughs> I haven't found the secret key yet. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Talk to us about that. First of all, why we need to maybe stop blaming the algorithm and also why it's why the algorithm maybe isn't so important to what we're doing and how we can overcome that kind of limiting belief, that mindset block that we can't do anything because the Instagram algorithm is screwing us over. Yeah, right. I like I kind of always chuckle when I hear people say, like, oh, how can I beat the algorithm? Cause if you think back 10 years ago, was there an algorithm that we were trying to beat? No, you know, like this is, we're all, we're, we're talking about something that is creating such, like you said, a limiting belief. Like it's such a block to our success that it's just goofy because like, it wasn't even there 10 years ago or however many years ago. So obviously there's a way to do it without worrying about this algorithm. Um, the main thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to play a long game and you know our society our culture we're so obsessed with immediate satisfaction that we want to make sure like if i'm going to be devoting time like devoting time quote unquote to instagram and i put a post out every day for a week and nothing happens that is like i'm failing you know for some reason that is such a good point (laughs) oh my gosh and it's not that at all like we we're so obsessed with getting that immediate satisfaction that we we think like if I put a hashtag and it doesn't work, then something's wrong with the algorithm or like, you know, I'm blaming the robot king of whatever, you know, something that created this program. But it's, it's really more important to like, just like take a deep breath, remove yourself from 
the hustle and bustle of everyday life and try and think of it like you're building friendships with people um, and that you're building, you're networking, you're building your circle. It takes time. It takes months. Sometimes it takes a year or more to like build a decent like group of, of people that are your fans. But it's surprisingly easy to do if you are consistently showing up, mm-hmm. if you are consistent with your imaging and your like your brand and with your message, um, and if you are providing value that um, is something that your audience wants to hear or that your audience wants to be a part of. Um, so for instance, um, you know, as soon as you start showing up on say Instagram live every day, or you're doing stories every day, or you're starting to really think hard about what your captions are saying and you're, and you're continuously doing that. Um, a, the combination of that and the combination of also engagement and reaching out with other people, which is totally a separate thing, um, that will start to get you your loyal following. Um, and I think people are afraid of so-and-so isn't going to like it, but really you should be purposefully narrowing down to the people that are really obsessed with what you're doing. Um, so I think it's, um, it's important to let go of like, I need to appease this like algorithm that didn't exist a long time ago. And for some reason it's, it's, I'm blaming everything on that, you know? And then the other thing is, um, I'm worried that I'm going to scare some people off and it's okay. Scare them off. Like they don't need to be your fans, like find the people that are your close knit community. And those people aren't going to be scared off about what you post because they're going to feel connected to you. Yeah. So I'm hearing like a few really important points here. The first is kind of changing the way we approach social media from the get go, which is looking at it more as the long game. I love, I really like resonate with your point of immediate satisfaction. I feel like so many of us want this. And then that's where comparisonitis comes into where we're like, oh my gosh, how did this person get all of these followers or all of these fans or all of the success? It happened overnight. Why isn't it happening for me? But the thing is that we don't actually see or pay attention to the years and years of work that led them to this point now that you're now judging. And I think we think that's going to happen for us. Oh, it's like, I start, if I start posting now regularly, or if I start like saying that my intention is to gain followers and it's going to happen right away. And those followers are going to become fans and I'm going to be successful, but really it's a long game and changing our mindset and how we approach it makes all the difference. Am I getting that right from what you said? Totally. And to add to that numbers don't even really matter. So if you are staring at somebody who has like 90,000 followers and you're like, why can't I get that? Stop thinking about that number two. And yeah. you're right. Everything you said, yes, hundred percent. And then, yeah, I would just add just stop worrying about what numbers other people have. Yeah. And no, and I'm really glad you brought that up. And it kind of leads me to the next part, which is you mentioned consistency. So I think people got the point by now, but in case people are still kind of being like, okay, but like, how do we hack the algorithm? It's not really, it's not really about that. It's just about choosing how you want to show up. You know, is it posts? Is it stories? Is it live? Is it a combination of all the features or just a couple of them that you want to master and then being consistent with that. And the more consistent you are, the more, the more people will, you know, they talk about that no like, and trust factor, the more they will know, the more they will like, and the more they will trust you. And the more they will then become your fans and your followers who you can rely on. Yeah. And I actually, consistency is, is definitely a huge part of it. Um, it's really only one part though, because, um, if, 
so I have a formula that I kind of like to call the phony free marketing formula. Oh, and it's, that. yeah. So it's all about how to market authentically and consistency is in there, but there's also clarity, which is about making sure that your message is clear, that what you are trying to say is clear. So we're not just like throwing stuff at the wall, like hoping that something sticks. We actually are taking time and diving deep into ourselves, doing some like hard looks at ourselves and some hard looks at what we're doing and why we're doing it and what the ultimate goal is. And we're making sure that everything we post has something to do with that overall goal. Like you can share little things here and there that are random, but those are like not the primary message. Um, the primary message is whatever your, your main goal is. Um, so there's clarity, there's consistency, and then there's also currency. And I like to say that stories are your social currency. And I don't mean Instagram stories. I mean, stories like sharing um, the behind the scenes, sharing the progress, sharing the process, yeah. sharing everything that it took to get to where you are. Um, because one of the things I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of musicians make with social media is kind of treating it like a bulletin board and treating it like they're just like pinning a flyer up on the wall and the flyer says, show on Friday, $5, this venue, this opening band, don't miss it. But like, that's not a message that people resonate with. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's it's not connection. Facts. It's just yeah. like facts. <laughs> it's just a flyer. Yeah. And all, all you're doing is you're making Instagram into like a digital bulletin board. Yeah. So like really kind of getting rid of that and making sure that you're sharing stories, that you're sharing dialogue, that you're sharing like your thoughts, everything that combined with the consistency and the clarity, that's what will help you to build a following. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Now I think a lot of people approach Instagram or social media in general with some overwhelm. Maybe they have questions of, am I posting the right stuff? Am I posting enough? Am I engaging with the right people? Am I doing the right thing? And I would imagine that a lot of that comes from a lack of clarity and having these questions can cause a lot of overwhelm when you're trying to quote unquote, do something right. And you feel like, am I doing it right? Or am I doing it all wrong? Or this isn't working. And I feel really frustrated. Like I said, I would imagine a lot of that is a lack of clarity. So do you see that a lot? And how do you recommend people start to overcome that lack of clarity, get clarity, and then start showing up how they want to show up? Yeah, that is huge. Um, I, I'll tell you a little story. Um, in my class, I was having my students work on building their brand. And um, this was just kind of like a very basic exercise. I had them list down adjectives and colors and words and phrases and things that kind of felt like them, like things that described them or that resonated with them. And if they had trouble, then I had their friends do it for them. Um, so we worked on that and I had a student who was a little bit just kind of like, well, I don't really know. It's like, I'm a musician, you know? And I was like, well, okay, like think about, this think about she was an opera singer what is your ideal role like what is like the one like or composer or just even like costume that you want to wear like what is the ideal role that you want to play yeah and she and she was like i don't really know like pretty much anything that gets me paid and i was like oh but we're talking <laughs> ideal like ideal <laughs> like in the dream world what is that thing that you want and yep. she couldn't answer it she just wanted to sing because she was passionate about it and because she 
thought that was her skill that would make her money one day. Nope. Everybody has passion. Yes. Everybody is passionate about music. We are all passionate. Like assume that there is passion involved Yeah. and go deeper than that. And, and assume think, there is talent too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hopefully go. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> um, go deeper than that because there's a reason. Like, are you creating because you want to contribute something beautiful to the world? Are you creating because you want to empower people? Are you creating because you want to educate people that, you know, there's so many reasons why you're doing what you're doing and you just really need to like, narrow down and think about what they are and you don't have to be married to them forever like this is just like you could be clear about your message for six months and then shift a little bit and that's fine yeah yeah that's yeah. so important too yeah you don't have to be locked into anything mm -hmm. but passion is the baseline that gets you started with music in the first place what's the thing that's taking you further because you can't ride on that forever yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's such a good point point. and then would you recommend just creating stories captions content around whatever that um well, those one or two, or maybe even more than that, themes and really important aspects of your belief system and your reason for doing this is? Um, okay. So it goes kind of deep, deeper than that. Um, so I have a, um, a branding course and what I talk about in that course is I talk about, um, something I call the hierarchy of messaging and, um, the hierarchy of messaging is really all about like outlining what your reasons are and what your passions are and everything, but doing it in a way that gives you um, priorities. So you're really looking towards like, what do I say the most and what do I say the least? So in the hierarchy of messaging, um, what you want to talk about the most is what you do. Um, so you're, you know, not just like I'm a musician, but I'm a musician who focuses on, um, my example that I give a lot is like, oh, I'm a music historian and I want to talk about early music. Um, and I want my audience to be kids. I want to bring early music to kids and have them learn about history of music. Um, and so that's kind of what you do. Um, and then there is your active approach. And your active approach is really like, what's your method for doing it? Like there, are, if you're a songwriter, there's a million different ways to write a song. Are you yeah. kind of like a, a let it flow kind of person? Are you like a very structured, do you like, are you more of a poet? And then you add music later. Like there's so many ways that you can go about doing that. Um, and then you want to talk about your creative core values. And so those are um, like the things that make you tick kind of, you know, like the, the underlying values that you have. And then below that is like your personal characteristics. And those are just little things about your personality and understanding all of those, um, all of those points within the hierarchy will allow you to, and you don't have to literally say in your caption, my creative value is blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, this is more about creating the message that yeah. you can focus on within your captions and within your bio, within your, you know, impact statement, whatever it is you're making. So if you know that you want to create, um, early music history lessons on video for kids, then your impact statement is going to say, like, I want to empower children to learn more about culture and history through early music, you know, and, and that kind of gives you language. It gives you like the fuel and you're able to build a message around it. So, um, 
yeah, it's more about just figuring out like who you are and what you want to say. And then that gives you language to start saying it. That's so helpful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. And I think people can really start with that. So if you're lacking clarity and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with what you want to say and what you're supposed to be posting, and I say supposed to be loosely because you're not supposed to be doing anything, but if you're feeling like you have to do anything, then take a step back, take a deep breath and do this work before you really decide to put anything out. And that will help you to approach social media with much more clarity and know what your intentions are when you go. So thank you again, Megan, for sharing that insight with us. So sure. we've talked about overwhelm. We've talked a little bit about the, you know, changing our mindset around how we approach social media or Instagram in general, but I'm curious what other mindset limiting beliefs that you often see, or maybe some bad habits that you often see around social media and around Instagram that are kind of trending and that we can work around. Yes. Okay. So I actually have a list of six myths about marketing that musicians have all the time. So I'll just go through them quick and then you can pick which ones you want me to really focus on. Um, the ones I see the most are people think that marketing is narcissistic. People think that marketing is fake. Um, they think that it's only for people with interesting lives. They think that it's limited to certain events. They think that it's only for experts and they think that it takes too much time. Those are the six myths that I always hear. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I think the one about being narcissistic is really interesting. And I know you had a podcast episode on this, so we don't have to go too deep into it because you can just listen to Megan's yeah. podcast and learn more about it. But especially for musicians where we, we might feel like we're constantly talking about ourselves or promoting our music and like, oh, I'm just annoying people. They don't want to hear about my stuff anymore. How do we get around that? Okay. Uh, this is going to get me into my little like soapbox section here because <laughs> I, I, what I think this is, is I was thinking about it one day. I'm like, why do musicians feel so braggy and weird about promoting themselves? Like, what is it that causes that? And I kind of thought about it and I realized like, I think it's this whole like starving artist myth that we all have like been exposed to, right? Like, uh, well, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the fame. Like I'm not, I'm doing it for like, again, the passion. The passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it for the passion. And what that kind of means is that if we start talking about what we do, we start looking like we're not in it for the passion anymore. We start looking like full of ourselves, like we're bragging for some reason we're supposed to be like we're supposed to be super interested, but we're not, we're not supposed to seem interested at all. And we're not, you know, we're supposed to be like interesting and cool, but also like behind a little bit. Like we can't be upfront about it. And I think that that is such crap because what it does is it just makes it so that we start putting ourselves on these like soapboxes where it's like, well, I'm the creator and you're the, you're the observers. And like I have to stay up here and you have to stay down there. And if I, you know, it, it just, it's this whole thing that we go through where we're like simultaneously like, well, I have to be super passionate and my music has to speak for itself. Otherwise I'm going to seem like I'm bragging and I'm going to seem like I'm in it for the wrong reasons. I just, I want everybody that's listening to like shed that belief because really if we don't talk about what we're doing, if we don't share what we're doing, if we don't like, 
show pride in what we're doing and we don't show the process and we just show up and kind of like throw it out there and hardly ever try, then nobody else is going to do the work for us. It's up to us to put our message out there and everybody else in the world that isn't an artist is usually pretty fine with that. So <laughs> I just want like all artists to not feel so self-conscious for promoting their work. Um, yeah. I, I always, um, I always share my favorite John Lennon quote, which is, he says, if I, if being an egomaniac means that I believe in what I do and in my art or my music, then you can call me that. So it's like, fine. I don't care. Call me an egomaniac, but I believe in what I do. So I'm going to keep talking about it. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't realize too, um, which I'm sure you tell your clients and your students all the time, but in marketing, the number keeps changing, I feel like, but you, people have to see something like seven or so times in order to buy into it. So whether buying into it, like you might think, oh, I don't have a product. I'm not selling anything, but yeah, you are. So even if buying into it means listening to your song on Spotify, sharing your music with a friend, buying your album, buying a ticket to your show, whatever that is, whatever you're trying to get people to take action on, you need to essentially shove it in their faces more than you think you need to in order for them to actually see it and then to actually be compelled to buy into it. Mm -hmm. Because they're probably not seeing what you're posting as much as you actually think that they are. And even if they are, they need to see it multiple times before they're like convinced, so to say, to actually Mm -hmm. buy into it. So I think getting out of this mindset of like feeling like you're a narcissist or like you're talking about yourself too much and realizing that you are selling something And in order to do that, you need to be confident in your product and you need to talk about it all the time. Yeah. And also if you're not doing the bulletin board type posts, then it won't feel repetitive. Yes. That's so true. Cause people will actually be interested in what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a good point. Now the other kind of mindset block and, or myth that you talk about is around time. And I think this is really interesting because I find that time management is something that a lot of people come to me and say they struggle with and I don't have enough time. I don't know how to manage my time. I'm really tired because I work full time and I want to do music, but it's just so stressful. And then feeling like you have to add Instagram on top of that and be a master at it is really, you know, even more stressful (laughs) and even more Mm -hmm. feeling like your time is just being stolen from you. So how can we get around this? Does it have to take up all of our time and how can we change our mindset around time in this way so that we can have a little bit more fun and, and want to spend time there? Yes. So, um, one of the first things that you need to do is kind of realize that business and marketing are intertwined with being a musician. It's not a necessary evil to what you have to do. So, so many musicians I encounter are like, well, I know I have to market myself, but I, I hate it. It sucks. Right. It feels like, oh, it's just a chore. It's important to not think that way because it, the best way to think about marketing and promoting and and branding and social media is to think of it like an awesome tool to connect with people that are listening to your music. And it's like the thing that allows you to be a musician. So you are, as a musician, like you could just be playing in a room by yourself forever, but what gets you out of that room is marketing and promotion and branding and word of mouth and anything that you know, anything that gets you in front of a stage, in front of an audience. So 
first things first is to stop thinking about marketing as a chore and start thinking of it as a really awesome tool for connection and a way to kind of develop a loyal fan base. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is um, batch work. So I, it's kind of, you know, a oh, lot of people talk it. about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people talk about batch work, but it will save so much time and frustration if you just get an app like Planoly is my favorite one to use. Yeah. Mine um, actually. Yeah. And I love it because it's super visual and um, you can save hashtags and you can like have certain, um, you can outline your grid and like rearrange things or whatever. You can put placeholders in if you don't have the picture yet, um, all sorts of things. So just planning out, like spending Sunday evening or something, whatever day of the week is easiest for you, a couple hours and planning out like two weeks worth of posts or even a month's worth of posts um, will allow you to stop picking up your phone and feeling stressed that you're not posting enough. Um, and then you can start using Instagram on a daily basis, more just for engagement with other people. Um, so that's kind of my, my biggest tip. I actually have a download of a content calendar that's really helpful for musicians because it's 30 days of prompts that you can use to give you ideas for what to post about. Um, and you don't need to use it to a T. Like it, you can totally use it in a way that if maybe it sparks another idea or you don't really like this one, but you like that one and et cetera. So you can use it however you want, but I just highly, highly suggest devoting a couple hours a week to planning out your next week or two of posts. Um, I could talk more about that, but no, I think I'll leave it there. Oh, that's so good. Like I always talk about when I talk about time management, stopping being reactionary. Like oftentimes yes. we are so reactionary to things instead of being proactive and by planning your, you know, not to get too much into time management in general, but by planning your schedule, your non-negotiables, making sure you know your priorities. If you want to learn more about time management, I actually already have a podcast episode so you guys can go back and listen to that. But by planning and by planning social media as well, you're not just always getting on Instagram and being reactive to what's ever going on, what's going on, which in essence causes us right, a lack of time. It takes way more time to show up and be like, okay, what's going on today? What am I going to post about? What do I want to do? What do I want to say? That takes way more time than sitting down for an hour or two and just thinking, okay, what are all the ideas I have? How can I do this? How can I write out all of these posts, plan it? So all I have to do on Monday is show up, post the post. I mean, you could even have it go auto post it. Yeah, first I could auto, yeah. <laughs> so you don't even have to post the post and then just show up and engage with people and that's it. And you spend, yeah. you post, you spend 20 minutes engaging, whatever it is, whatever time you have for that day, instead of spending an hour going back and forth about what you're And doing. like panicking and thinking there's nothing to talk about. I'm not yeah. interesting. And then you go down this whole spiral, but yep. you know, and the other thing I get people saying like, well, what about spontaneity? you can still post stories and you can go live and you yeah. can, you know, there's so many ways you can just show or, up in the I moment. Mean, or if you're compelled, I'm sure like just swap out a post. Like if you have a post totally. and you're like, you know what? I just really feel compelled to talk about something else, then do it. There are no rules, but yeah. having something planned just takes the weight off of feeling the pressure to come up with something in the moment. I'm sure as most of us know, the inspiration doesn't flow in during times of pressure and stress and craziness. It flows yeah. in when we're feeling relaxed, when we're just like taking time and space. So I often will say too, if you have a caption idea or, an, or a song idea or whatever it is, you know, while you're in the shower, or while you're driving, or while you're walking, 
write it down. And then, you know, if you're not driving or getting your phone wet, like (laughs) write the full caption if you want to, or do a voice recording. And then you can add that in later too. So keeping in mind that it doesn't have to be like, but what if I sit down for an hour and nothing comes like whatever, it doesn't work for me. Take note of the ideas that are coming for you. And then what you can do is take a set amount of time to really sit down, flesh it out and plan it out. Yeah. And I, um, I would say like as musicians, we are so used to um, something called the flow state. You ever heard of this? So it's basically where if you're sitting and doing one thing over and over again, yeah. it puts you in the kind of like zone, so to yeah. speak, and you're able to better improve and you're more efficient by just repeating the same task over and over again. And we do that all the time in the practice room, Yeah, all the time. But we don't do it when it comes to other work. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really helpful if you like, I, I always suggest to musicians to have like one full day even or a half day labeled as your administration day where you get everything done that needs to be done that feels like, you know, the busy work or whatever. Um, and get that all done because when you're in that flow state, you're, you're going to be like, Oh, I could talk about this. Oh my gosh. Then I could talk about that. Then I got this other idea and it just starts coming out and it's easier in my opinion to do it on the desktop than it is on your phone. Um, so that's why I love Planoly. So I just, I type it all on my regular keyboard and it's just like, I don't know, the thumbs on the screen. And then you only see like a tiny sliver of the window of the caption. It's hard to, <laughs> to know what you're saying. So <laughs> it's helpful to do it all on your computer instead. But yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, I love all of these tips. This is so helpful. I think it's really going to resonate with so many people who are listening. So my last question for you would be, what is one tip you have for a musician or an artist who is just feeling kind of lost right now, looks at social media, instantly feels overwhelmed, doesn't feel confident about what they're posting, where should they start? What's one tip you have for how they can approach Instagram in a positive way and then furthermore grow their socials? Um, I would say this isn't quite a tip. It's just a little kind of tidbit. Um, If you feel inauthentic and you feel overwhelmed, then it's not your formula. It's not your formula for what you should be doing. Social media and marketing and promotion it's all very personal and authentic if you're doing it the right way. So if it doesn't feel good, then you're not doing it right. So you should start kind of looking and seeing like, well, where am I, where am I doing something that I thought I should be doing because someone else was doing and it just feels weird for me. Um, So first of all, take kind of account about like how much you're feeling inauthentic and why. Um, And then my second kind of piece of advice or, or tip would be, to really do what we were talking about before, which is to look inside and really think about your brand and who you are and why all of your like what's whys and hows basically. Um, And, you know, it might've been a long time since you did that or maybe never because, you know, we kind of get caught up in like being musicians. We get caught up in like, I've been doing this since second grade. So when have I ever stopped to think about why I'm doing it? You know? I, I was in second grade. I just thought it would be fun, you know? So, and My now mom made me play the flute. Yeah, and now I'm uh, here. <laughs> I know it's like, well, we had that reason. That's not the same reason anymore. So yeah. what is the reason? Yeah. So yeah. Just, I, it's really actually like my biggest tip for being better at Instagram is to like stop Instagram for a sec and think about it. 
Yes. Oh, um, I'm so yeah. glad you said that. I'm so <laughs> glad you said that because I, I've done it before. I do it frequently actually, where I will just go off for a few days, reset, take a break, take space, and then come back stronger. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are afraid. Like if I go away for a, even a day or, you know, a week or a couple weeks, if I go away, people are going to forget about me. And like, I'm going to lose all the momentum I, momentum I have. And that's actually not true. A lot of times, even if like, if you do have momentum and you are confident, sometimes that break just allows us to refuel our energy and allow more ideas to come in. And if you're not feeling confident and have no momentum as it is, then what's, what's it going to hurt you? All you're going to do is benefit from taking some space and then rethinking your approach. And totally. then once you come back, you'll feel more confident. You'll, you'll get that momentum. You'll be more successful at it. So I encourage everyone. We both encourage everyone. If you are feeling stuck, don't be afraid to take that break. I'm so glad you said that, Megan. <laughs> yeah, you bet. And like, yeah, the break should also be the thinking time for you. Yes. And really just focusing more on like just reflecting, even journaling or yeah, just journaling. About, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brainstorming. All of this stuff is so good for just getting the ideas flowing. Getting out in nature too is a really great way to overcome any writer's block or, you know, idea block, whatever it is that you have. These are all great ways to get out and, and get going again and get restarted. Yes. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that energy. Like I'm <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm feeling energized to like go and create something. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan, for being on today and for all of the valuable tips and insight you gave us around social media and around how we can change our mindset and the way we approach it. How can we connect with you further? Yeah. So, um, first of all, you're welcome. I loved it. I, I thought it was a great conversation. I hope everyone took something from that. Um, so if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Instagram at Megan Kuhar. It's M E G A N K U H A R. Um, I also have a free Facebook group called the fan finder forum. If you just search Facebook, you'll find that. And I just go live there and I share more tips and, um, helpful things for social media and marketing. And then, um, yeah, that content calendar, if people want to download, it's at um, bit.ly slash plan your social. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. I was so happy to be here. Bye.